back on Mercury. And we're starting off with Libra. So Libra is an air sign. It's got air sign energy. The main characteristics of Libra are going to be balance. Balance and harmony. Libra placements are always seeking that balance, that harmony in life to really just have this peaceful existence. So when it's placed in Mercury, we see someone who's fair-minded, even-keeled, and a really big fan of calm communication. So no yelling. (laughs) No yelling, no fighting, no just no squabbles for the sake of squabbling. That's not a Libra Mercury. These people are the type who like to weigh all sides of the argument or the problem before making a decision. They're definitely a pros and cons list type of person. They really like to see it on paper. Like, these are the pros. These are the cons. Like, let's put the pros and the cons on a scale. Which way does the scale tip? Okay, that's my decision. That's a Libra Mercury. So making the perfect choice and the fairest choice is their aim. It's not just about it being perfect and the right choice. It also has to be the fairest choice for everyone involved. Libra's known to be a sign that is super, super indecisive, majorly indecisive. So even after they make up their mind, these people are going to second guess themselves and they're going to be prone to changing their minds constantly. It's, it's like after they make a decision, they're like, oh man, is that what I should have done? Should I have bought that? I don't know. And they'll, they'll ruminate over all the options they could have picked, even if they've already locked in their decision. So if they can avoid it, they won't make a choice. They won't make a decision. They will wait as long as they possibly can before having to lock in their choice. Or they'll get someone else to make the decision for them. This makes it slightly harder for them to be in leadership roles or leadership positions because while they're fair, which people love, and that's what often gets them elected or promoted to leadership positions because they are very non-judgmental or they don't take sides, so they're great in that aspect for leadership. So while they're fair, they're not quick to make a choice, which is not always the best for leadership positions because you can't leave people hanging, you can't leave people waiting, especially in a workplace setting. This indecision is kind of unwarranted. There's a really great intuition that can be seen with these people. It's just that they ignore it most of the time. They tend to overthink things, which is, you know, your typical air sign thing. They're constantly ruminating, constantly thinking. So they're overthinking stuff, and then they head in the complete opposite direction of where they intended to go or where they know they should go. So they just don't listen to their own advice. They don't listen to their own intuition. And that's because, as an air sign, they're more logical than they are emotional. So they just kind of discard that intuition even when they know they should listen to it. So while indecision and indecisiveness may be their weakness, their strength is in how they communicate with other people. Libra Mercury's come off as sympathetic and friendly, and they always want to hear each side of the story. They're open to each side of the story, and some people can find that annoying if you're the type of person who just wants to vent or, you know, kind of complain about things. A Libra Mercury is going to be like, well, I do see the other side of the story, and they'll play devil's advocate, and that can be super annoying to some people, but I tend to think it's a really good quality to, to be open-minded and to listen to all sides of the story. They speak in a really gentle way, and again, they don't yell. They don't like others who communicate in an aggressive or an abrasive way. That is not for them. 
They don't think that's conducive to good communication or getting your point across, and it's just going to make them kind of shut down. Libra is a bit of a priss, so if you're that arrogant, loudmouth person, you're not going to get far with these people. Libra Mercuries are social, and they like the company of others. The thing about a Libra Mercury that makes them so damn likable is that they're never going to rock the boat. And people love that. People love someone who generally doesn't rock the boat. Even if they secretly disagree with you, they'll go along with whatever it is you're saying just to keep the peace. This can make them seem really two-faced or dishonest, but it's really just rooted in their desire to keep the peace at all costs. <laughs> a Libra Mercury is not the person you go to if you want honest advice or criticism. They don't do criticism. They aren't going to tell you that you have a bad idea or that you should change something because they don't want to hurt your feelings. It's not that they're two-faced. It's not that they're catty. It's just they really don't want to upset you and they don't want to get in too deep. They, they really don't want to ever rock the boat. So it makes them seem kind of catty and two-faced, even though they're not, I promise. Libra's also the sign of love and partnerships. Libra loves being attached to someone at all times. No matter where Libra is in your chart, no matter what Libra placement you have, it's going to manifest in a way that's not only peaceful and harmony-loving, but also they're clingy. They like to be attached to other people. And uh, that's why Libra placements often get called chameleons, because they kind of just morph into the people around them. So when we have someone with a Libra Mercury, it manifests as someone that's going to be their best when they find a partner in their life or just a person in their life that can be a really strong presence. This can seem contrary to what I said before, where, you know, they don't like their scales tipped or they don't like aggressive, abrasive people. But these people actually love strong personalities and someone who's, and here's the key, able to make a decision. People who are a strong presence and have a sense of self make Libra feel at ease because it takes the pressure off of them to make a decision. It gives them a sense of direction and it can really take the guesswork out of their daily life. So for instance, my husband is a Libra and he's also a Libra Mercury. He has very interesting times making decisions about things. So we're redoing parts of the basement and he wants to put in different floors. He has gone back and forth so many times on, what about this floor? What about this one? I could do this color, but what about this color? And I just look at him and I'm like, well, I don't care. That one looks great. Cool. And uh, that's my Sagittarius Mercury communicating with his Libra Mercury, which we'll get into Sagittarius Mercury in a bit. People with the Libra Mercuries and Libra placements need strong, decisive people in their life to help them kind of get through life a little quicker, a little easier. When Libra Mercuries are not in a partnership, these people can become lazy and they tend to rely on their charm and their good social skills to help them coast through life. So, my Libra babes, it's all about finding someone who has a strong life force, but they don't necessarily direct it at you. It's someone who can help inspire you and make things easier for you by telling you which direction to go in, but not forcing you to do it and not being overbearing. You want someone who can stand next to you in life 
and be like, you know what, I think we should take this path, and you just kind of follow them. But you also have the ability, remember Libra Mercury's, you have the ability to disagree. You have the ability to speak your opinion. People will not get mad at you for it. People sometimes want to hear what you have to say because you do weigh the options. You don't rush in. You really think about things, and that's a valued skill. So don't cast it aside. (laughs) Don't think that you aren't capable of making decisions, my Libra Mercury's, because you are. And the decisions you do make are often wonderful ones. Next up, we have Mercury in Scorpio. This is water sign energy. Scorpios are the detectives of the Zodiac. They're always skeptical. They rarely believe anything you have to say. So a Mercury and Scorpio takes that to a whole nother level. These people are curious and they question everything. They question you. They question your mom. They question the person at the grocery store. They question everyone and everything. They want to know the facts and they will sift through as much information as they have to until they find the answers they're looking for. And that sounds kind of daunting and like it takes up a lot of time, but it doesn't. It typically doesn't take long for them to find those answers that they're looking for. And that's because they're so observant, like eerily observant. I can't get away with anything when I'm around my best friend. She has a Mercury in Scorpio and she notices everything. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing. Because again, she notices everything. She never misses anything when we go on vacation or we're doing something. We never forget anything because she's always on top of it. But at the same time, if I'm doing something weird, or <laughs> which is likely, she's always going to notice. She notices when a hair is out of place on my head, which my Libra rising appreciates. But you can't get anything past the girl. I love her for it. Mercury and Scorpio natives are naturally attracted to the hidden or unseen things in life, the real spooky things sometimes. This has to do with their connection to the underworld or their subconscious. Their knack for finding out secrets or discovering new things leads to many of them to have an interest in science or even the occult. So the more, um, I'll say, logically-minded Scorpio Mercury placements end up going towards science, and the more emotionally-intuitive Mercury Scorpio placements head towards occult studies. These people are really hard to fool. So if someone does slide something past them, or if you can somehow trick them, they become extremely wounded. The reason that they have such keen observation is because it's a defense mechanism. They never want to let their guard down, and they never want to be fooled or have someone get one over them. That does not make them feel good, and it's not good for their heart, their self-esteem, their mind, any of it. So when it comes to how they communicate, because, you know, Mercury is the planet of communication, it's interesting because they kind of don't. Scorpio placements are known for being secretive, and it's really hard to get these people to open up. It can take years, and that is not hyperbole. I literally mean years. And don't even bother prying because it's only going to make them barricade the doors, you know, pull up the bridge, have the moat around the castle. It's only going to make them clam up more if you pry. These natives have to open up on their own time and at their own pace. But when they do, it is the most beautiful thing. Again, my best friend has this placement. She is probably one of the most, if not the most, wonderful people, one of the best humans I have ever met in my entire life. I cannot say enough about her, but it does take time. You need to let these people come to you 
And I think that's really hard for a lot of people. And Scorpio placements get a really bad rap for being secretive and, you know, having their own agenda. And maybe they do. But if you have one of them who trusts you and loves you, it's like nothing else. They can have a temper, though. (laughs) Should they become upset? But most of the time, they're really not upset. It's just kind of a resting bitch face that they suffer from. They have this intense stare that just communicates, don't approach me, don't talk to me, not interested. And uh, that can be kind of misleading. Again, it's one of their defense mechanisms. It just keeps people away. It really weeds out the ones that are going to put in the effort to get to know them. Because behind the resting bitch face is someone who's super nice. You just have to be brave enough to make the first move. And they really appreciate that. It, It shows you have a backbone and a Scorpio, Mercury, Scorpio placements in general really like that. So since these people can be prone to sarcasm, they can come off as snappy. Most of the time, it's best if they work alone, and they kind of prefer it that way. They don't want to have to run all their thoughts or their ideas by a boss or a group of people or just anyone, really, because they know what's best. They know what works for them, and that's what they're going to do, so independent work suits them really well. Since they are a water sign, they do have a, a vast amount of emotional intelligence. They just rarely use it. Again, it takes a good long while for these natives to warm up to people. Once they have accepted you, though, their emotional intelligence is almost psychic. The connection is truly otherworldly, and they give everything to the people that they love. I'm going to reference my best friend again. She's in my head like 24-7. It's, it's this again, psychic connection that they just understand you. Once they've decided to let you in, the other thing is you're never getting out. You're part of their life forever. Good luck leaving. It's not going to (laughs) happen. And they open up this channel of communication that is just otherworldly. And they understand you without even having to use words or a lot of words. It's just there and they get it. So Scorpio, Mercury. Tough to break through to, but worth every second of it after you get through to them. Moving on to a sign that's a little more open about the way they communicate. Mercury in Sagittarius. This is fire sign energy. And this is also our first Mercury placement that is in detriment. Remember last week we had our two placements that were in their domicile, meaning they're happy. And this week we have our two placements that are in detriment meaning Mercury is not the happiest here and we're going to have trouble expressing Mercury to its fullest potential when it's in its detriment. So Sagittarius is one of those. Switching gears completely from Scorpio, we land on the bright-hearted, the optimistic, the freedom of expression-loving Sagittarius and Mercury natives. And I'll just tell you right now, this is me. (laughs) So first and foremost, do not under any circumstances, censor these people. No one can tell them what to say or when to say it. An example of this is I used to co-host a radio show for a small period of time with one of my roommates in college. So if you're listening, Kristen, hello. (laughs) So I used to co-host that radio show with her and she's a Virgo. I don't know any of her other placements, but I know that she, I believe, is a Virgo. 
So you have a Virgo and a Sagittarius on a radio show, which I think that in itself is extremely comical. So on this radio show, it's not like a podcast where I can say whatever I want, I can swear, I can do anything. This was over the radio, so you couldn't swear. And that seemed to be a problem with me. And they had this button called the dump button, which was a seven second or so delay that you would push after you swore to kind of bleep it out. And I just remember (laughs) Kristen constantly having her finger like hovering over the dump button in preparation of me just hauling off and saying something ridiculous. (laughs) So a podcast setting is much more my speed where I can do what I want, say what I want, and have the freedom to be myself. So thank you, Kristen, for putting up with that. These people have restless minds and are constantly looking for something to occupy their attention. It's like they need constant stimulation. Doesn't matter what it is. They just cannot be bored. We're going to see these natives have a lot of hobbies and they're going to have a wide variety of interests because they want to try it all. They want to experience everything at least once if they're able to. They may even end up changing jobs a lot or travel could be part of their job because that's going to give them the variety that they crave in order to be happy. Sagittarius is the sign of the philosopher and the eternal student, so these people often end up as exactly that. They're always wanting to learn something or try something new, or you can hear them babbling off the latest philosophy that they heard, or they're talking about religion, or just something that has to do with life and how you can best live it. Their entire lives are going to be filled with continuing their education or having experiences that push them to grow. And while I'm talking about this, it kind of sounds exhausting, but I do live it and I love it. I think one of the reasons that I landed in astrology and ended up staying is because you could study astrology your entire life. You could study it from the moment you're able to read, the moment you're born, until the day you die. And you would never be able to understand or comprehend or learn all that it has to offer. It would take multiple lifetimes to understand astrology to its fullest extent. And I don't know even then if you'd be able to. And for me, that sounds beautiful. That sounds like just the best journey ever. Something that's going to constantly be feeding my curious mind. So I think that's one of the reasons I love astrology so much. It's constantly changing. I'm constantly learning. There's so many different ways to interpret it, and I love it. Sagittarius Mercury people learn new things by reading, by talking with others, traveling, exploring, you name it. Any way that they can take in information, they're going to do it. They'll rarely turn down an opportunity to try something new, especially if it's weird or exciting. While these people are a quick study, it can be hard to make them stay still long enough to learn the information. They're so ready to be on to the next idea or trying their latest hobby or reading the next book that they can often get tripped up. Their minds move faster than their mouths can keep up with. And that's something I talked about before where I try to slow myself down. (laughs) I try to make myself process information and to really be able to convey it in a form that is understandable to others. This makes us fast talkers and we're prone to jumbling our words. The one way the detriment of Mercury in this placement manifest is, (laughs) this. I'm not even going to cut this out because this is perfect. The one way that the detriment of Mercury manifests is jumbled speech. It's not being able to convey all the magic that's going on inside of our own minds. I wish I could invite you all into my mind 
and you could just see the circus that is happening at all points in time. There's amazing intellectual conversations in one corner. There's literally a circus in another corner. There's a quiet area where there's contemplation of the universe in another, but sometimes it just comes out like, I like philosophy. (laughs) And I feel like having this detriment placement really makes me need to slow down and try very, very hard to convey what I'm saying, or I have to convey it in a way that feels natural to me, but can seem offbeat or strange to others. So let's get into that. Another way the detriment manifests is the delivery. Sagittarius people, no matter the placement, but especially in Mercury, value the truth above anything else. The problem is they have an overly blunt way of saying it. Since these natives are outspoken, their message can often be misconstrued and taken the wrong way. These people would never intentionally insult or hurt someone or try to deceive them. It just kind of happens. And if any of those things do happen, it's typically some sort of misunderstanding or a case of them not thinking before they speak, you know, foot and mouth disease kind of thing. My Sagittarius Mercury people, trying to slow down your mind and allowing yourself a moment to pause before you speak is going to make all the difference. And practice makes perfect with this. It's going to feel weird. I know when I slow down my speech, I feel like I'm talking like at a snail's pace. Like this is the turtle just walking so slow. That's what it feels like to me. But then when I play it back on the podcast or I just listen to it, it sounds normal. It sounds natural. It sounds like anybody else when they talk. (laughs) So it's really just the feeling of talking fast is what I'm used to. And it feels really strange when I have to slow that down because then my thoughts have to slow down and it's a whole, it's a whole backup. The production line kind of looks like the I Love Lucy thing where all the chocolates are building up and I can't get my ideas out and it's a mess. So we Sagittarius Mercury people will benefit from meditation and quieting our active minds. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you've seen that lately I've been meditating at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. And I think it's really been helping me. It's been pretty great. So I recommend meditation to my fire sign friends. Moving on to Mercury and Capricorn. This is earth sign energy. Logical and methodically minded, these people can come off as calculating and unemotional, similar to Virgo Mercuries. But unlike Virgo Mercuries, these people don't do the details. They're more concerned with the big picture and keeping the overall vision in mind. These natives are patient and don't mind putting in long hours of work to see their vision completed. Emotions do not play a role in their decision making. These people are logical through and through. They believe that you can always rely on logic. Emotions are going to steer you wrong. Logic will not. They always, and I mean always, have an agenda. There is always some sort of project or goal that they're secretly working towards. Mercury allows them to speak clearly in a way that puts all the effort towards their goals. They tend to have a one-track mind until they've obtained or completed their mission. The way they communicate and the reason they communicate is because they have a goal in mind that they're trying to get towards. And this goes back to them seeming cold-hearted or methodical. It's almost like they're talking to you because they need you to do something for them that's going to help them out in the end. Or that is going to further their goals. It's like they're only talking to you because you're a pawn that they kind of need to move. And that can rub people the wrong way sometimes. Mercury and Capricorn people will often find themselves in leadership positions, even if they don't want them. So 
that's also kind of why it seems like they're moving pawns around because these people often end up as bosses or executive CEO types. And it's because they're usually the most dependable person in the room. They don't mince their words and they're clear on their expectations, which that makes a great boss. This can make them seem like sort of a dictator though at times if they take it too far because they have trouble relating emotionally, but they're really just trying to get the work done. We all know Capricorn, workaholic of the Zodiac. They're just trying to tell you what you need to do for the day, how you can get it done, and how you can best effectively get it done. Capricorn is what I like to call dad energy. So natives with this placement have a way of talking to you like they're your dad, which can come off as disapproving or critical. Saturn is the natural ruler of Capricorn, so no matter where it's placed, we're going to see dad-like tendencies. That means saying no a lot. That means assessing risks, judgment, and anything a good dad would do to keep you safe and productive. Capricorn placements have a way about them of rubbing people the wrong way because they are the disapproving dad. So when it's in Mercury, it comes off through their communication style. They're going to seem critical. They're going to seem like they're picking at every little thing you do, micromanaging you, telling you that you need to do it a different way or the better way, their way is the best way, however you want to say it. But they're just doing it because they want to see efficiency. They want to see everyone achieve their goals. And that's Saturn. That's Saturn at its finest. Saturn and Capricorn go together like peanut butter and jelly. They are grumpy and they're here to get work done. These people become easily annoyed with others who don't take life or work seriously. They don't like frivolity at all, and they don't like talking just for the sake of talking. Why would you be talking when you could be working is kind of their mentality. So when they say something, they mean it. They're not going to just sit there and talk with you while you're working. They have things to do. They have other things to concentrate on. So they're not going to put their energy towards talking with you when they could be putting their energy towards achieving their goals. Their communication style is quick and to the point. I know I've said a lot of things that might seem like they're negative, like how, you know, they're critical, they're judgmental, they're not going to talk to you because they're goal-oriented, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what I'm getting at. These natives are just simply more serious than most. They don't do small talk, and they don't want to waste their time on something that isn't pushing you and them towards goals. They are goal-oriented people. They want to succeed, and they want to see you succeed too. I will say, though, their one kind of fun spot is if you like dry humor, they're your person. (laughs) This is the go-to placement. It doesn't get any drier than Capricorn placements. So when in Mercury, sarcasm is actually their first language. Mercury in Aquarius. This is air sign energy. Clever and inventive in their thinking, these natives are often curious and can get caught in their own thoughts. People with this placement are known for being great judges of character, and they take an active interest in learning about other people. So when I say that, what I mean is they might not be interested in getting to know you personally on an emotional level, because remember, Aquarius is extremely aloof. That, that word was made for them, honestly, aloof. The reason they want to get to know you is because it's more about studying human nature. The more people they meet, And the more people they interact with, the more data they can collect and further understand how it is that people work and why it is they do things the way they do them. 
They want to be able to predict human reactions and emotions. So since they're interested in what makes other people tick, they're notorious people watchers and like unashamed about it too. Like they'll just watch you and they have no qualms about staring at you. Scorpio Mercury natives do this too, but the difference is that they're gathering data to use against you. They're gathering data because a Scorpio Mercury needs to know their enemy kind of thing. Aquarius doesn't care about you personally. They just want a test subject. You're just a data point to them. So airports, bus stops, the mall, anywhere with large gatherings of random people, you can find Aquarius Mercury just people watching, just really looking, kind of looking through the crowd, the sea of people, and watching for interesting interactions. I've been saying they see communicating with people as more of a social science experiment, and that's because they have an emotionally detached outlook on life. As an air sign, they're going to be much more intellectual than they are emotional. These people don't do small talk. Kind of like Capricorn in Mercury, they don't do small talk, but Capricorn doesn't really do any talk. (laughs) Whereas Aquarius Mercury, they want to have philosophical discussions. They want spiritual discussions. Anything that has to do with space and time and aliens, anything but the weather or what you had for lunch, their eyes will glaze over and they'll be out. They don't want to hear about that. They want to hear about your dreams and your subconscious, you know, the real, real interesting kind of quirky things. They're well-read and they're constantly thinking. This means that they like to interact with other people who are thinkers. They need that mental stimulation to feel like they're having a worthwhile conversation. So if the substance isn't there and you just kind of come off as bland or boring or even basic, then they'd rather just listen to their own dialogue in their head, (laughs) to be honest. The way these people present themselves can seem aloof or boring at first, kind of like there's not much going on, but it's when they open their mouths that they come off as eccentric. That's when they show that trademark Aquarius eccentric side. And it's not so much in the way that they deliver the message, so they're not over the top like a Leo Mercury, it's just the message itself. These are the people that'll look you dead in the eyes tell you they were abducted by aliens and now they've been inspired to write the next A Great American Novel and they're not going to bat an eye. They're going to expect you to engage in this or even be shocked by it because they love the shock value. They love that. So while their appearance or delivery might not shock you, the message itself is going to be a little zany. And all Aquarius placements like to be different and do things that go against the grain. So in Mercury, it translates to saying insane things and having off-the-wall ideas most of the time just to get a rise out of people. That's just Aquarius being rebellious. Mercury and Aquarius people are really well-suited for jobs that allow them to use their innovative minds. So science-based fields, as well as IT or electronics, are all great career fields for these people. I'd even venture to say that being a professor would suit them personally. But I don't know how the students would feel. I feel like if you are an Aquarius Mercury, you're just more of a thinker, more like a, a tinkerer. You, you're just tinkering with ideas constantly and you're contemplating the universe and existence. It's similar to Sagittarius, but Sagittarius wants to be a philosopher that's speaking to a sea of people. Aquarius doesn't care about that. They don't really care about communicating the message, so I just see them as a professor that's really, really smart, but can't dumb down their ideas to the class. So you're just like, man, this person 
has a lot of great ideas, but I have no idea what they're saying or what it means. So that's kind of what it's like when you interact with a Mercury and Aquarius. They're fun. They're definitely fun and they're zany, but you kind of have to just let them talk and engage as best you can (laughs) without boring them, which can be hard. It can be hard because they got their own ideas, they got their own stuff going on. All right, last but not least, Pisces. Mercury in Pisces is water sign energy. This is also the other sign where Mercury is in detriment, so we're going to see it express itself in interesting ways. Pisces is a dreamy sign that's considered to be one of the most intuitive of all the water signs. So when Mercury's in Pisces, we see someone who doesn't think logically. Their ideas just hit them. They come on a flash like a freight train. It's like, like where did that come from? This is really going to date me, and uh, I feel like some of my listeners might not get this reference, but I'm going to say it anyway. So for any of my listeners who remember That's So Raven, like that's what comes to mind with a Mercury in Pisces. It's like that. It's like when Raven would be sitting there and all of a sudden, like, boom, she'd get this premonition and this vision. That's what it's like to be these people. It's not about concrete thinking or ideas with these natives. They literally run off of gut feelings and premonitions. Their premonitions often turn out to be true, and they have an eerily accurate intuition. But even with all this accuracy and correct assumptions, they tend to lack self-confidence. This is because their thoughts aren't grounded in anything tangible. Their thoughts aren't grounded in the real, quote-unquote, real world. So a lot of the times, they don't understand how or why they know things, they just do. And living in a world where people need constant proof, where you always have to prove yourself to people like, oh, how do you know that? (laughs) You know, when people don't believe you, it just really takes a toll on you and you learn to second guess yourself or doubt yourself even when you shouldn't. These natives often look confused or like they're upset. They feel things and they don't understand why. There's a really strong sympathy to the world around them. They try to understand people on a deep level, which often kind of leaves them feeling sad or confused because sometimes when you take on other people's emotions like that, it can just be so daunting. Something really sweet about them though, they don't judge others. They just truly want to connect with you and understand you on a deep level. Another way the detriment in this placement works is that they often aren't able to think straight. And this goes back to why I called them confused or why they look confused. If the environment around these people isn't peaceful and balanced, they will just shut down. They won't be able to concentrate on anything except what's nagging at them. And half the time, they don't understand what it is that's nagging at them. Because again, their thoughts come in like premonitions. They get this information from the universe, from the world, from their intuition. And they're like, where did that come from? How do I know this? I don't know why I know this, but I do. I just I have this feeling. If you have a friend that's always like, I just have this feeling... And 90% of the time, those feelings are right. That's a Mercury in Pisces right there. So this is just a really sensitive placement overall. They do better connecting with the unconscious world than the conscious one. And that's hard because we're living in a conscious world. <laughs> that's, that's why they look confused and upset all the time. When they do interact with other people, though, they're calm and they're polite. And they are some of the most understanding people. These natives like to be social but they need a lot of recharge time. They need to retreat and be by themselves and just clear out their energy, clear out their aura. 
You know, they need to be able to shake off everyone else's emotions because they've been just running through life collecting them, especially if they've been at a party setting or a large gathering. They're going to go home with everyone's baggage. That's just the life of a Mercury Pisces placement. And that's being an empath. And that's what they are. They're empaths. So let's wrap things up with going over the two different detriments. You have fire and you have water detriment. The fire detriment, Sagittarius, is going to be seen as overly blunt or too honest. There's going to be sarcasm here and a need to tell the truth at all costs, even when they should probably sugarcoat things a little bit, but they're not going to. They're going to communicate in quirky ways, and it can almost sound like they're speaking a different language at times, and that goes back to their inability to get out everything that's going on in their head. They have to communicate in different ways and find the avenue that works best for them in order to convey their message. So the water detriment, which is Pisces, is going to be seen as overly emotional or too sensitive. People are going to constantly upset these natives and they won't have to try too hard to do it. It's like these people have completely open doors, no boundaries whatsoever, and everyone's emotions and feelings are constantly bombarding them. They don't know which thoughts are their own and which ones are influenced by the people around them. They are extremely intuitive, though. So if a Pisces and Mercury person warns you about someone or something, always trust them. All right, everyone, those are the Mercury placements of Libra through Pisces. I really hope that you all enjoyed learning about the planet of communication. Now, I had originally planned to continue on with the planets and dive into Venus next, But (laughs) in true fire sign fashion, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. We're actually going to be talking about the phases of the moon next week. I'm going to go over what each phase means, how the moon actually moves through the phases, just the phases in general. I think this is an important thing to know. And the really fun part is what it means to be born under each phase of the moon. I think that's going to be so much fun. So look up what phase of the moon you were born under before next Monday so you can follow along with this. It's going to be super fun, super cool. We'll blast off to Venus after that. I'm going to continue with the planets. I just wanted to shake it up a little bit, you know, keep things fresh and fun. So if you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. Please like and subscribe to the podcast as well as leave a rating or review. Those things help me out more than you guys would know, and I appreciate it so, so much. All right, my moon babes, I will see you all later. Bye.